and welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. For a second straight week, no Thomas. So it's just me and Tom once again. Uh, Tom, buddy, how's it going? It's been good. It's been good. We're at the... Do you feel the same way, like, at this point in the season? Like, with all the major milestones that, like, our players have gotten, the 100 points, the 50 goals, the last two weeks have just kind of been kind of very null. Like, we know what the playoffs are. We know what the matchups are for the most part. Uh, I feel like every game is just kind of, great, we're going to try to stay healthy tonight, guys, when it doesn't make for the best hockey because, like, I don't care about a Montreal-Winnipeg game, you know? And, like, the Leafs in Tampa last night, as an example, like, Matthews and Point out just because who cares? So, other than that, good baseball season baseball season yes baseball season. jays are doing well jays Started are doing well. well and for like two more weeks and then the playoffs start and then the jays can yeah. go away for about a month <laughs> or a week depending on how our teams do <laughs> or a week it could be a very quick week yeah especially with our hopefully two teams. hopefully they're in it for a while so Hopefully. We, um, we have two good shots. So Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. But um, anyway, we'll start on a little more positive news. Um, we'll start with the Flames because they clinched the division last night for the second time in the last four seasons. Um, the Calgary Flames are Pacific Division champions. Um, this time, they didn't win the Western Conference. That belonged to Colorado this year, but um, still a pretty and oh boy does it ever belong to Colorado <laughs> oh boy oh yeah they uh yeah yeah does it ever do, does it ever but um no it, it's I was thinking about it last night and obviously when the Flames won the Pacific and the West back in 2019 that was really really exciting for myself because like I'd never really seen a team play like that do that last night it was okay cool what's do damage in the playoffs and then we'll talk. Um, but in saying that, I was <laughs> I was uh, I was going back, re-looking at some of my tweets from September. Uh, <laughs> went back, listened to the episode from October, right before the season started, and the way I talked about this team, it's like they probably were going to be in the Shane Wright lottery, <laughs> and we're sitting here in April and they've just won their division pretty handedly too. They're up ten points on the Oilers. Um, they're the only team in their division that's clinched a playoff spot to this point. And the, but Edmonton that's kind of why they think you're win. up 10 on the Oilers. They can, yeah. But Colorado yeah. was up 10 on you for first. Yeah, it's it's pretty that is it's pretty remarkable the, the year that they're having, right? And we knew Colorado was gonna be Man. this good. We knew that. Like, I don't know. I saw there was a point in the year like when the flames were on that winning streak and uh, people were saying, oh, like, there's a chance they, they could catch Colorado. I was like, no, they're not going to catch Colorado. That team's too good. Um, <laughs> but um, in saying that, um, I want to shout out Daryl Sutter because he's done such an incredible job with this group from how broken and dismantled they look they looked last year. How many times they went down to nothing last year to start a seat, to start a game was incredibly bad. And now I think this year they're leading – the league and amount of times that they've scored first in a game. I think it's almost 50 
they're some something stupid Whoa. like 46 47 the uh, times that they've scored the first goal in the game so uh, they scored first again last night um so if you score first in a game doesn't guarantee you win a game but it puts you in a good mindset you're not getting down on yourself but also something that i've realized watching this team this year is that even when they do get down it's you know they're not uh they're not out of it they're not giving up they're not they're not folding like a cheap chair like they would i think the game on tuesday was a tuesday against nashville was a pretty um a good example of that where uh they went down to nothing and they battled back they ended up getting a point in that game they losing the dreaded shootout that they need to take out of this game please um but they battled back and they got a point you know yeah um but like so to the whole playing from behind thing like it's so much easier to play f- from in front right of course and like <laughs> of Utah, course obviously and like if you score first that helps tremendously but like dude you're the calgary flames that the team is so solid like one through four and then on the back end and in net like how many times are you gonna go give up the lead once you have it that's the one thing i've been so impressed with it's like they'll go into the third with a one goal lead and they don't lose yeah because it's like if if a team has scored two goals on us and markstrom's in net I'm like, and if the Flames are up 4-2 or even 3-2, I'm like, are you, you're not going to score two more on Markstrom unless he's having a bad night. Hasn't happened many times this year. But it's like, you're not scoring two on him. You're not going to get two passive defense. And you got to worry about Johnny Gaudreau potting a puck on the other, on the other side. Um, so that's also been a thing of where <laughs> Daryl's come in and just change the whole complexion of this hockey team. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, what he's done um, but this wouldn't be a show right now if we aren't we're going to be talking about Matthew Kachuk and what he accomplished last night um, <laughs> what a year for Matthew Kachuk 100th point in 78 games 40th goal he has smashed all his previous career highs in points and goals probably assists um just an unbelievable year this dude has put together. You know, obviously Gaudreau, he's up to 109 now. Last time we recorded, he was one one. Damn. Damn. He's up to 109. Do you know what um, Lindholm's at? 78. He needs one more point to break his. <laughs> huh. He needs one more point to break his career high, which is 78, and he needs one more goal for 40. And he should have got it last night. Ottinger made some unbelievable stops on him, like at least three point blank. That should have been in the back of the net, but yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny to me. Like the way you think, like, because there's such a, there's like, what, a 20 point gap? Good check. But yeah. Good draw to Lindholm. Like, because Lindholm's a center, right? You think of like mm-hmm. play going through the middle, but it's coming from the wings. And yeah. all your points are going wing, wing to wing. And I guess Lindholm having, you said he's at what, 38 goals? 39. 39 goals. Then he's getting fed. He's getting fed a lot. And (laughs) that's kind of, I saw, I think it was Jack Hahn, I want to say on Twitter. Uh, He did kind of a breakdown on Lindholm, and it was a lot of, you know, he he's not the greatest play driver. He's not the fastest skater in in a straight line, but what does he do incredibly well? And that's shoot the puck. And you have an elite playmaker in Goudreau, and you got an elite puck hound in Kachuk. 
kind of puts him in a pretty good place to succeed. Obviously, um, <laughs> Lindholm. I'm not going to say and he's just the like best. That's a good finisher too, right? It, yeah, like I've always said it. Like, like, yeah, it's it's not easy to play with elite talent. Um, you need a guy that's going to be able to finish the plays. And there's been so many times this year where like Lindholm just put a puck in a spot that not not many guys can shoot. You know. Uh, <laughs> His shot's incredible, but like just an unbelievable year for that top line. I was even thinking back of it last night. I was like, you know, when he was closing in on 100, closing in on 100, it's like when they drafted Chucky, you know, I remember back in 2016 when he when he fell to them, like looking back on it, oh my God, I can't believe he made it to six. Um, I never would have thought this guy would have been a 100-point player. Not like I thought, you know, if you get a 75-point winger out of Matthew Kachuk, I think that's an absolute win. I never, yeah. never saw the point where he'd probably get a hundred, and he just did it. Will he ever do it again? Who knows? Like I'm I, looking at this now, the 2016 draft. Man, that's a draft to like redo. Yeah, that is a draft to redo. Holy! I was thinking like, about it. I'm like, okay, Matthews would 100 percent go first. Yeah, the toss up. The toss-up for second, though, because you got Kachuk, you got Adam Fox, and you got Charlie McAvoy. And Charlie McAvoy. And you can make the argument Alex DeBrinkit up there. Jacob Chitrin. Jacob Chitrin, yep. It's, it's you know, obviously drafts happen the way, you know, you can't really foresee the future. Yeah, obviously, like DeBrinkit at 39th and that. Yeah. You know, and like... It's hard to obviously see where things are going to go, but man, Chucky was so good in London. He was so good at the World Juniors. He was so good at the U.S. program. The fact that he dropped out of the top five, you know, thank God for Columbus. Thank God Columbus took Dubois instead of Pugliarvi because he'd be on Edmonton man, right now. If he if, wasn't, if, yeah. Oh if my Pugliarvi, God. Yeah, he if really Pugliarvi would didn't fall at Edmonton, he'd be Connor McDavid's line mate forever. He'd be haunting us. Yeah. And I'd probably hate him Matthew as much Kuchuk, as I hate him. Not even the highest drafted London Knight. No. From that draft. Holy love you, man. I remember like Thomas, if he were here, he'd be able to he'd be able to talk about it. But we were at his house watching the draft. It was me, Thomas, and a few other buddies that I went to high school with. And uh <laughs> when, you know, obviously they got Matthews and you know, Line goes second, and then when Dubois got picked, it was like, holy shit, Edmonton's gonna get Pooley Irvy. And I remember losing it. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna get a top three talent, a guy that could have gone second. Like, this is a joke, like yada yada yada. And then I myself, I was like, okay, now Vancouver is gonna take Kachuk, and who are we gonna be left with? And Jim Benning goes up there and he goes from the London Knights. Ole Olevi and I flipped out, like flipped out because I was like, oh my God, we're going to get him. We're going to get Matthew Kachuk. And it, it worked out. And I remember Thomas going, but what if they don't take him? I'm like, shut up, they're taking him. Um, <laughs> like, even if you didn't take him, would you be happy with Clayton Keller? They would, yeah, I would have been. I would be more happy with Kachuk. He'd be <laughs> better on the Flames. Mikhail yeah. Sergachev. Oh. McAvoy. Man, that's, a, that's a that's a good player. I'm talking yeah. like just immediate. Nylander, the bad one. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember I remember like looking at like pre-draft videos and went like Nylander would be sick. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Never worked out. 
I think he was put in a bad situation in Buffalo. I really do. That's the um, that's the same with Puyervi, I think, too. Same but Puyervi's figured it out. The point totals don't jump off the board, but he's really good. Really good it's hockey player. Three years delayed of what it should have been. And yeah. there's the Oilers mismanaging and some injuries. Obviously. That... Yeah, the Oilers do the Oilers. But anyway, like yeah, just back. huge, huge shout out, Chucky. Unbelievable season. The dude's gonna get paid this season, this offseason. And I've kept saying it to my brother-in-law. I said, you give Johnny, you give Chucky 10, 10 and a half by eight, and you sign them both. Are you overpaying? Potentially. And the but Flames you can afford $20 million. You can move some pieces. You can move Lucic. You can move Actually, Monahan. I guess the jump up now wouldn't be that much because Gaudreau's six. Gaudreau's at six, seven, five, and Kachuk's at seven. So it's, it's a six million-ish dollar jump yeah it's a you can you can you can you can make it work um and that's bradshaw living's job this offseason is get them both yeah locked in and and keith kachuk was talking about how he did an interview i forget who it was with but he was talking about how matt loves it in calgary and that he um he can never really thank them enough for the way they've developed him and the way they took him into the organization. Look, I get people are nervous about the way this might play out, given the way it played out three years ago when they signed him, given how it played out with Brady. Look, Brady signed long-term in Ottawa. The shitstorm that's Ottawa, the incompetence of that team, signed eight years or seven years? Seven years in Ottawa. He signed long-term. Yeah, it had to have been seven because if he signed it, like what? three, four days before it could have yeah. been eight. <laughs> I think it was seven, but anyway, he signed long-term, yeah, whether it's seven or eight, doesn't matter. You're telling me after, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but you're telling me after the season he's had with the team successes he's had, you're telling me he's not? If, again, it, it, I always come back to Brady signing in Ottawa long-term. It's a completely different story of Brady. Sounds like a one or two-year deal. He's, he committed to Ottawa long-term, man. The minute you sign that contract with Chucky, you slap the C on his jersey. They should have already done it. But you, the minute it happens, you slap the C on his jersey. And you call it a day. You give Johnny an A. You give Gaudreau an A. I, I if forgot he signs. the Flames don't have a captain. This is what I was going to ask. I forgot. If the Flames do the thing. If the Flames do the thing. Not going to yeah. say. It, but if they do the thing. I wonder who they would just go give right it to, to the first. old guy. You know that I, the old guy that always gets it first. Yeah, I or like I second. Have a, I have a theory that if they were to win, the guy who would be like, "Oh, your captain," it would be Michael Backlund. I I have no doubt in my mind it'd be Michael Backlund. He's the longest tenured flame. He's been there That's the longest. A good one. He's it would be Michael Backlund. I think he's it's, outside of Chucky. He's this team's captain. I think. Um, they would probably give it to him, I would I'd imagine. Him yeah. or that would fit all the criteria of like guy who's been there for a while, a real good. leader. Yeah. But the only other player I can think yeah. of would be Monahan, but he's not playing. But no. Monahan would be like too... if, if it wasn't backland, it would probably be him. Um, but like that's kind of a that's a long See, road. That's has, a lot of work. It would have to be a good row. It would have to be. A yeah, like I think it would. It would definitely go to Backlund first. I think yeah. would be if yeah. they were if 
I hope they do it <laughs> if they were to win. But when was the last time a team won and didn't have a captain? I can't remember. I don't even think it's happened recently. But anyway, we won't get into that conversation. Um, just real quick before we move on to the Leafs, because there is kind of a lot to talk about there. If you're a Flames fan, Tom, and I know you're not, you're very much not, who would you prefer not, as your first? What, what no. do you mean I'm not? You're just, you're not. Um, <laughs> who would you prefer as best case scenario matchup in the first round for the Flames? The Edmonton Oilers. No. Okay. Yeah. I'd, uh, be, I'd have a, I'd probably have an aneurysm if that happened, but. You'd be looking at wildcard one, correct? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so it's really just between Nashville and Dallas. It's between Nashville, Dallas, potentially Vegas. We'll get to that later. Or it's potentially LA. So LA is the interesting one, but that would mean Vegas has to jump up and they are not going to. Probably not. LA is a weird one for me. Um, right? I would say I would say you have to play Dallas. That's what I was thinking too. I wouldn't want re- rematch of the bubble, a little bit of revenge. That's a good point. I would want Dallas. I think, unfortunately, I think you're getting Nashville. I'm looking at this now. They're that's two points up too. with an yeah. extra game, so it's really the only great. thing is Dallas's schedule down the down the stretch here. It's super easy in comparison to Nashville. So maybe you try to pick up some points here and there, or you'd hope that Dallas can pick up yeah. some points. They're on a little bit of a they've played well losing the streak, but they've played Nashville well. Nashville has some tough opponents, like they yeah. got Tampa in here. Yep. Yeah, they got a tougher schedule. Than I'd rather play Jay Godinger than UC Soros. That's what I was thinking too. But, um, but in saying that, look. A couple years ago, when they played Colorado, a lot of people wanted Colorado. And what happened? They got their asses kicked. Wasn't even close. That's the... A lot of people wanted them to get Colorado. thing... I think I was in the minority. Like, with the I think I was in, like... Yeah, go ahead. Like, you have to... You have to beat good teams. Just beat whoever you mm-hmm. get. Exactly. Exactly. The Leafs think... wanted Montreal. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all right, like... the way the way it happens is, you know what, you're gonna have to play good teams. All teams in the playoffs are good. You know, I always I always think back to those LA teams that Daryl Sutter coached. They were never regular season gods, but the minute they got to the playoffs, they <laughs> they tore shit apart. You know, I look at obviously Columbus a few years ago when they swept Tampa, Montreal last literally last season was one of the worst teams heading into the playoffs from a playoff team perspective, and they go all the way to the finals. Yeah, look at the end of the day, you got to beat good teams. I look at Nashville, I look at Dallas, and I go, okay, who would I rather face? I'd probably rather face Dallas. They're a low event team outside of their first line, there isn't much offense. The defense outside of Haskinen, kind of suspect. And Jake Ottinger, while being a pretty good goalie, is not Yusei Saros. He's not. In saying that, in Nashville, they got some really good players. Roman Yossi's right. a star. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, both of these teams play a playoff-like style of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the tough part, right? Like, you're not running into... 
like say Vancouver squeaked in there into that final spot. Vancouver doesn't play a playoff style game. No, they're very loose. Loosey-goosey. Very loose. Both Nashville and Dallas are tight. And that's going to make it tough. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get in the playoffs. So um, I look at the Predators though, and the Flames sticked with them on Tuesday night and they didn't play their best game by any means. They were pretty, they were pretty piss poor actually on the second half of a back-to-back. They didn't look great. Um, but they stuck with them. They got two goals from Manjapani and um, yeah, man, like you say, Saros is so good, but like, I, I, I still think like Dallas, I do think Nashville lacks a true superstar. Roman Yossi on the, sorry, Roman Yossi on the back end is a superstar up front, yeah. up front. I, I love Philip Forsberg. I don't think he's a superstar. Matt Duchesne's having a hell of a year, but he's Not kind of the same deal. Same they thing, have, Ryan Johansson. You know, they got a lot front, of. They have so many B options. They have a lot of really good players, like a lot of really good players, but they they, they don't have the Austin Matthews, the Connor McDavid, the Nikita Kucherov, um, the Crosby. Like neither of those teams have it. The only reason I would kind of fear Dallas probably is that first line is so good of Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson. They're unbelievable. Either way, and you know what? They're man, getting a You don't know team. what Sagan and Ben might might come out and do. Yeah. But I did, I did watch them last night, and I'm like, man, they look they're, they look awful. They're like, having ben a is, tough couple of years, man. Like ben doesn't look nearly as dominated as same with Sagan. You know, I, I did watch Miro Haskin, and I was like, oh, that guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw his coming out party in 2020, but, uh, but anyway, uh, before, you know, we'll move on here, but again, just shout out the flames, man. You guys deserve this. But as Daryl Sutter said, in his press conference last night, uh, that banner goes up and you don't get anything for it. So, um, keep that in mind, boys, keep that in mind. And remember what happened in 2019, you had your asses kicked. So, um, don't let that happen again. Do some damage. Uh, moving on, uh, (laughs) The Leafs got their asses kicked by Tampa Bay last night. Can we talk about banners for a second? We can talk about banners. Remember that the North Division banner the Leafs had? Yes. Yeah. Good times. Uh, That never actually went up, did it? No, I don't know. They got t-shirts. There is no... They got t-shirts. Unofficially. but, But you know what's funny about that whole North Division? They didn't even win the North Division. Technically, Montreal did. You know, I feel like the winner who came out of the playoffs out of each division was the true winner of that division. Like Montreal was the okay. North. How does it how does it work in like now? It's if you win in the regular season. Because like technically because like not every team like you, it's not always that you're gonna face the team in the same division in the second round. Or is it? I don't know. The playoffs well, are so weird. Not necessarily. It depends. But it's like if you win in the regular season, you get your – the Flames got a Pacific Division banner after the 18-19 year. So technically, Pacific Division. Unless you're Nashville and you and you, and you you put up three banners. Just raise banners. Western Conference, Central, and what was it? President's Trophy. They President's got that year. Trophy. Those Predators, man. I mean, I fun. get it, but no, man. You go you with the top three. banner. You go with yeah, the like, one that was on top. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's really funny about the whole banner thing? He's like, Daryl Sutter said it. He's like, I have a ton of them. Doesn't mean shit. Fuck, yeah, I love, yeah. love Daryl Sutter. I love that guy. I love the he's games so he's playing with Colorado. It's so funny. 
he's he's doing his absolute best just to keep the like off the all the media off of his team. He's like, nope, yeah. we're good, we're good. Big we don't need versus it. Colorado. We don't give a shit. Dan Vladar, get in there. Yeah, literally, it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're playing in Colorado. Like, yeah, Dan, go for it. Twice, like, twice they did that, which yeah. is pretty funny. Now we can kind of get to the Leafs a little bit. They did yeah. that last night. Chalgren. Big game Oof. against Tampa. Shalgren, get the fucking net. He's like, why? Why is this not Jack's night? Uh, so they get their asses kicked. Well. That didn't go well. I mean, I guess if you like. If you lose 3-1, 4-2, hell, it was Tampa. So, like, let's be honest, any type of actual game versus them was going to be, like, 5-3. Um, you know, that might have been a decent – you could at least, like, get some positive from that. Yo, guys, they lost 8-1. <laughs> they lost 8-1. Now, on the flip side of this, what was the – do you remember the score of the game uh, they played about two weeks ago? I said it was six three. I heard it. I thought it was six two. It was some. It, Toronto scored six. It was that Nate Matthews was ridiculous. Yeah, it was six two or six three. It might have been six one. I don't remember. So if we're gonna, I think it was six two. I can double check in a second. If we're gonna criticize them for losing eight one, at least go on the flip side and praise them for winning six two. There needs to be a little bit of yes and no. Now, seeing as this will be the first round matchup, neither of those games are going to be what's going to happen. I think we all know that, right? Yeah, John Cooper said it last night. Yeah, like, and of course, like, what's he going to do? Like, that's going to be game one. It's going to be game two of the playoffs. It's not going to. No. It was 6 2. It's concerning. It was 6 2. I think the second goal was late. It was 6 1 for most of the game, I believe. Um, like neither of those games are going to be what's going to happen. Point was out, Matthews was out, so like the Leaf fans can say, "Hey, Matthews was out. What a big difference that would have. What's he going to score? Seven goals, maybe, but that's <laughs> not going to help you." And then Point was out on the other side because it was just another one of those games where it was they both could have gone tonight, but like. What's rather not. Um, and you know what? Probably for the best, considering the way that that game ended, the, the third mm-hmm. period of that game was disgusting to watch. Uh, I saw, I think they combined for 114 penalty minutes. I think I saw. It was, and, I think it was the most penalty minutes in a game this year. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. With, uh, and it's weird because that was a game with the leaps. Right, <laughs> right. Like, well, how many? Uh, I want to say like Simmons got bottom. a ten, Bunting got a ten. I think Simmons got a ten. Got like a Clifford got a ten. Oh, yeah, I think Clifford that, got like Clifford might have got more than just ten. Like a two, a five, <laughs> and a ten. Hey, only a fine though for a little bonk a on fine. the head. Only honestly, fine. like hilarious. It was kind of funny. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like. Especially on Corey Perry, because his face like, is like, what? If he wanted to, he could have poked Perry's eyes out. But he didn't. But he just tapped him on the head. He just went, nope, get out of here. Yep. Bonk. Uh, but yeah, and then Tampa Bay went like six for eight on the power play. That's not happening ever again. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Excuse me? 
They went like six for eight on the power play. Ain't no way they scored six power play goals. Really? Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, they were all on the power play. Like, That's incredible. It was all uh, like I now want to pretty see the sure it was I'm pretty sure it was all the garbage time goals. Uh so like I'm not gonna blame that for the eight one loss. Uh but yeah, no, like it was it was a mess of a game. It was an absolute really? mess of a game. Uh yeah, here we go. Uh, so for Tampa, starting in the second, Kalorn and Colton scored in strength, and the rest out were all power play goals. No. It was Stamkos, so Stamkos, Kucherov, Kucherov and Oh, Palat Kalorn. didn't. There was three. Three power play goals. Uh, no, there wasn't. Yeah. M- Maroon was at even strength. Colton, even strength. Palat, even strength. Colton, even strength. Kalorn, even strength. The only goals that were on the PP were Stamkos, Kucherov, and... Uh, Kalorn and then Mikheyev scored on the power play for the Leafs. Kalorn, Mikheyev. I have the second Ross Colton and then the final Pat Fat Pat goals on the power play. Oh, well, then NHL.com just sucks. That's why you got to use the score, man. Ah, I see. Anyway. And if we're wrong, we got to talk to somebody about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to take anything from this game and I did like the Leafs response at the end and everybody sort of always criticized the Leafs for not being soft. Like you were one person. Everybody says it like the Leafs aren't soft. They get a bad hit. Nobody fights. Um, They get into scrums and they back down. Man, once they were down last night, they fucked shit up and they took a page out of like the Bruins page book when they were down when the Bruins were losing bad uh, a couple weeks ago and just yeah we're not going to try to come back from this but we're going to make the last half of this game miserable for you to play they did that a lot of fights Um, the chirping between Simmons and Maroon was hilarious and it just sets up for what will probably be one of the best first round series because if we're being honest like do you see a first round series here that's like really fun because I don't. You know, I have one, if it happens. Mm, Colorado, I think... Vegas. Ooh, not the one I thought you were talking about. Buddy, if that happens, they're going to beat not. the living shit of each, out, out of each other in the first round. It might it's happen. Not. They're, hey, Vegas is only two back at Dallas. And, they, and I'm pretty sure they play head-to-head next week. They're three back at Dallas. Ooh, but they do play head-to-head this week. They do. Buddy. Buddy. Oh, There's a chance. But anyway. There um, is. God, I really hope they don't do it. God, that would be – as much as I don't want Vegas to make it, that would be an incredible first round. I also just want, like, everybody in the media to stop. Oh, no, Vegas is, Vegas the is too bad. Canucks are going on the – Oh, sports Vegas has too bad. Yeah, Vegas is too bad at Dallas. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my math is wrong. Yeah. Ninety-one to eighty-nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Vancouver the other one is back. like the Canucks. Man, <laughs> the Canucks aren't making the playoffs. No, they're not. But they're they're they, hanging they, around. They've, but they've, like they've done a good job. Like remember at the beginning of the year, we we're like they got to play at a ridiculously ridiculous pace to stay in it, and they've basically done it. Yeah, they've good come for, close. Good, good for close. Bruce Boudreaux, man. 
Love that guy. Always have. But anyway. Just like, even if Vegas didn't exist, they're not making it. They're too far out. Yeah. And now there's just one extra team that they have to leapfrog. So, yep. not happening. So, enough about the Leafs, because quite frankly, like, we'll see how that goes in the first round. Did That's I how do, it's going to go. I do want to ask, though, what's, it's probably most likely going to be Toronto-Tampa, right? Eh, there's a chance it could be Boston. There's a chance. It, a very outside chance. If it is Toronto-Tampa, how good do you feel about the Leafs' chances to win? You give your piece because I have a little bit of that I want to add, but you go ahead. I, I'm very torn on it. I'm very torn on it because on one hand, the Leafs, from what we've seen, whether it be like even all the way back to the Washington series where they outperformed expectations, um, but it went to seven. They have a thing about playing up and down to their competition. They do. Yeah. They shit the bed against shit teams this year. We talked, which we uh, talked played about last week. Really well against the top teams, and we talked about that. I think the way that they play in the playoffs, when that playoff mode switches, um, and they're on their game, they're gonna win. And I think this year it being a good opponent is going to help that. Like, I think, no offense to Tampa Bay, but if, even if, like, a team like Washington snuck into that, if they played Washington, uh, man, I think that's a tougher series for the Leafs. They'd get caught off guard. Get, I think Washington's going to get killed. Washington's getting annihilated by whoever it is, Florida, Carolina, or the Rangers. Um, or I guess it would be Florida. They're going to get annihilated, but I think the Leafs would have a tougher time than they should have. Than they should have versus, like, if it was Florida. Just because, like, <laughs> we watched how dominant they were against Montreal until they weren't. Until it got too easy. And I think that switch that they have, that playoff switch where it's not the defense that's the problem it's the offense i think this year is the year where the offense will stay the defense will come together who knows about a net but like i have faith i have faith that they can do it and i think finally having an opponent that they have to play all seven games against and have to play really well will be the reason why but what's your theory look are the leafs one of the best teams in the league offensively yeah in terms of their forward group, they yeah, got the second. superstars. You know, they got a really good offensive group. Their defense, it's funny because it is a lot like Tampa. Remember, Tampa is still the same way, but like their left side, Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, their right side. Can you name anyone on their right side outside of Eric Sherdak? Because he's actually quite good. Do, do you remember what that trade was, by the way? For Sherdak, it was the Ben Bishop trade. <laughs> Back in 2017, I remember that. Yeah, they were like, who's this Eric Chernak guy? And people are like, oh, he might yep. be good. And now he's actually pretty sick. No, their right side, yep. I believe it's Jan Ruda, Eric Chernak, and Zach Bogosian. That's I'm pretty sure that's their right side. And last year, I'm pretty sure it was the same outside of Bogo. 
and yeah. they had Luke Shen. <laughs> who was on so the Leafs. Like, yeah, who was on the Leafs. And it's like it's hilarious how like Tampa just stacks their left side and their right side is who the fuck cares. The Leafs, it's kind of the same way. You got Brody, Riley, Giordano. Are they on the same level as a Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev? Maybe not. You know, as good as Morgan Riley is, he's not the two-way monster that Victor Hedman is. As good as TJ Brody is, is he better than uh, Ryan McDonough? Potentially. I think McDonough probably ups him on the defensive side. You probably get a little more offense out of Brody. And then I think... You can wash. You can wash. Yeah. And then I think the same goes for Sergachev, you know, who, you know, plays on their third pair, which is kind of hilarious. (laughs) Um, God, he's so good. And he's he's quite good. (laughs) Um, But the Leafs kind of have that same thing where their right side, it's like... Ilya Labushkin, Timothy Lilligren, Justin Ooh. Hall. It's like, who the fuck? Like, I Lilligren will has say, been great for them. Yeah, by the way, like, he's been know, really good. Timothy Lilligren for Calder, by the way. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, um, no, but he's Yo, looked, fuck, he's fuck looked Michael really, Bunting, really Timothy Lilligren. Yeah, he's looked incredibly incredible. Really has. And like, and with everybody healthy, like, sorry, Justin Hall, someone, you're going out, and then they're going to have to put one of, Brody Muzzin Giordano on the right side. And which would be Brody. Yeah. Brody's basically played his whole career on the right side. Do you put Jake Muzzin in? I don't know. He's looked pretty awful the entire year. Concussion. I don't even know if he even worth if it, I don't even know if it's even worth putting Jake Muzzin in the lineup. I'd probably have Rasmus. I'd probably have Rasmus Sandin above him in the depth chart. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Muzzin's played his last handful of games in the NHL. Like We'll see. I, I I don't know if he. I'm, goes I'm serious about that. I think he's gonna go out on his own terms. Jake Muzzin's the type of guy I think he's gonna go out on his own terms. But um, anyway, there's that. The problem for me, and the reason that I I just I can't get behind Toronto beating Tampa, the goaltending. Yeah. Look, if you can get November Jack Campbell, in seven games, you win probably. If you get any other month, Jack Campbell. He's not. He, so, you're you're telling me he's going to out goaltend Andre Vasilevsky, and we've who, seen by the way, still in. has that shutout streak going in clinching games. <laughs> yeah, and like he's by been so way. dialed in the past two years in the playoffs. He's looked unbeatable in the playoffs. It's a reason he won the Conn Smythe last year. You know, it's. I understand Freddie had his, his moments in the playoffs. I, the goaltending, it's it's super sketchy. Like, like who, if playoffs start today, who's going? Is it Campbell or is it Shawgren? It's probably Campbell. It's Campbell. But is there? But there. I think, I think there would everything. be an argument to be made for Shawgren. Because Campbell, look, has he been good since he got back from the injury? Eh, he's been okay. He's been all but right. But the Leafs, like, are, but the Leafs are not going to outscore their problems again in the playoffs. They're not going to do it against Tampa. Unfortunately, against Washington, maybe against Florida, potentially because their goaltending I, is as sketchy as Toronto's. Like, I th- I think this is this first round series like will look almost identical to the Tampa Florida one last year. Except Vasilevsky was actually quite solid in that series. Yeah, I think it could be this series. And but the goaltending on Florida's end was pretty brutal. They used three goalies in that series. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the so, Leafs. So are the Leafs? Are the Leafs? Sketchy. Are the Leafs? Florida in that situation? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, they are. Um, yeah, and but the thing is, is, like you know, 
that's why I don't even see Florida. Like, I think they'll get by the first round, but like, I don't think they're getting by two. So if they have to play Tampa in the second round, they're not beating Tampa. Not, unless playoff, unless Bob goes full out 2017 or even a couple years ago, then I Which, think they'll be fine. But you're not, you're probably not going to get it. But anyway, like, I don't know. I just, I, it's hard unless Campbell can turn the turn of flip a switch. I don't like, and if I was Sheldon, and he Keith, might be able to, he might, he might. That's the funny thing. It's is confidence. Do it. That's the yeah. thing with him. It's the confidence. And I think that's why going into this series, I think the leash on Jack Campbell has to be short because the moment yes. he falters, he's done. And the Leafs are done. And you got to pull the string on him in the snap of a finger. You have to. You have to. We'll see. I mean, like, we still got a couple weeks to go here. Maybe, you know, in these last four games for the Leafs, maybe Campbell, you see some sign of, you know, life. Maybe. And I, th- I think that's what they're trying to do. And I will maybe. say before we move on here, um, do you know the Leafs record when they get 900 goaltending? It was something dumb you sent it. It was like 33 yes. and one or something. Uh, it's currently 35, three and one. That's pretty stupid. When they get 900, not the even thing, close to league average. It's Just it's incredible. 900. It's incredible, but you're not going to do that in a seven game playoff series. Unfortunately, not against Tampa. You're not. Maybe it's it's going to go one of two ways. 940. 840. Yeah. And if you get the 840, you're done in five. Maybe yes. even four. And if you get 940, you're winning the cup. Oh, well, if you get 940, <laughs> you should win the cup. So. You should. If any team gets 940, I don't care who it is, you better win the cup. Even if it's Arizona. Imagine getting 940 out of like, I don't even know who their goalies hey, are. The, the, York, the, Rangers. the Rangers, buddy, they might. Buddy, if, you, if might, Igor Shesterkin goes God mode oh. again. Yeah, they, like that'd be the dumbest cup ever, but whatever. Um, really quick, because I feel like we spent a lot of time. Um, we've had a lot of debates, the Hart Trophy, the Calder Trophy. We haven't really talked about the Norris. And well, we'll before get to we go to the Norris, okay. before we go to the Norris, how does Matthews being out affect his... what I believe will end up being close to 10 games he'll miss this year? How does that Maybe affect? Because he missed because he missed a Art. bunch of the beginning, then he missed some midway. I think it was three plus two. The suspension along the line, probably like one or two. So let's say seven. He's probably at about ten or so now. I don't know if it's going to affect it very much, but with the way Johnny Gaudreau has been playing, I think Elliot Friedman was talking about it, and he said Johnny Gaudreau is having one of the best seasons in terms of even strength production in the last 30 years. He's been that good at even strength. I don't know. I don't think he'll win, but I've seen a lot of people saying he's not top three. He's top one. Connor McDavid still exists. Huberto still exists, but I don't know. I think it possibly could affect them because you already have the Toronto bias or the, the, the league or not Toronto bias, but like people are already kind of against Toronto. They don't want to see anyone really succeed. Um, I think it's there's the a weird chance it, it thing of it. like there's a Toronto bias both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you have the super biased people like Dom Lecision and Editor and Leaf, and then you got the people who are so against them, like the people in the Montreal media and the people in the Edmonton media, like Jim Matheson. You know, or 
it's even so... just like Toronto writers here, like the respected ones that work for news outlets, they never would vote for a Leafs guy. Because then that would be seen as bias. Steve Steve Simmons. Well. Well, we, we know who Dom decisions would be voting for. That guy. Hopefully. I'm talking like a Friedman or a Chris <laughs> yeah. Johnson, Pierre yeah, Lebrun. They, probably not. Those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, and everybody else that all the way down yeah. here that's from Toronto. Yeah, it, it might affect it. He's still going to finish top three, I would think. Unless, I don't know. Unless your top three is Gaudreau, McDavid, Huberto, or Shesterkin, or Roman Yossi. I don't know. But it shouldn't. He's putting it, he's, if he hits 60, he gets it. Yeah. He's having an unbelievable year <laughs> yeah. by any standards. Like, I, it shouldn't, but we'll see. We, we know award voting is always really stupid. I think for sure he's going to win the Ted Lindsay. For sure. I think that's his to win. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we'll get over to the Norris then because we haven't really talked about it this much. At the halfway point of the year when we did our halfway awards, it seemed like it was pretty unanimous that it looked like it was going to be Kale McCarr because the numbers he was putting up, the numbers he's still putting up, um, it was it really wasn't even close to anyone else. He was sitting at a point per game. No one really else was near on that. Pace even for though he had, 50 goals at one point. Yeah, yeah, he was playing unbelievable hockey. He still is. Um, but Roman Yossi, this second half of the year, has been on another planet. He's up to almost 90 points. He might be sitting at 90. I can check that real quick because I do have um, the stats up. Let me check. I want to say it was 88 or 89. He got, 89 against, he got 89 against Calgary. Um, I know he got an assist. He might have a two in that game. That's in my internet. Oh, and Roman Yossi, 89. He could yeah. be a 100-point defenseman. He's not going to get there. He only has like four games left to get there, and he's sitting at 89. It's not going to happen. Um, oh, but yeah. It's a pretty ridiculous area. And, and Kale McCarr is only four back of him at – or five back of him. He has 85. <laughs> he has 27 goals. Oh, my God. Um, Victor Hedman said if he had a vote, it would go to Roman Yossi. And he said with all due respect to Kale McCarr in the year he's had, uh, his vote would be Roman Yossi. Um, who would you lie your vote with? Because it really is a two-horse race at this point. I think Adam Fox has had a really good year. Victor Hedman himself has had, you know, I know he was a finalist for the Norris last year. He really shouldn't have been, but he was. Um, and he had, I guess, 75. Victor Hedman has 75 points in 77 games this year. He's had an incredible year on his own. Um, and Adam Fox is 72 and 75. He's so. had a really good one too. Who, Fox or Hedman? both uh headman headman <laughs> yeah, after last year and a lot of the trouble until the playoffs he's had a fantastic con- yeah because he, he played he played injured a lot of last year and i didn't I, yeah. tampa didn't really and we're all like oh is this the end and then it turns out no no he's still victor headman he's still victor goddamn headman but if you had a vote who's your vote going to i'd go with yossi just because I feel like doing that on Nashville is a lot more impressive than doing what McCarr is doing in Colorado because Colorado just scores the lights at any given night. Uh, Nashville has a lot of trouble with it. The goals is a big thing. Um, and just the, 
the late season resurgence, like I know with Johnny Gaudreau, a lot of it's like, look at him, look at him. It's been the last two months or so. It's been a lot in the later half of the season. Um, Yossi's been the same way, but I feel like it's just such a dial that, just such a switch that switch. It's gotta be him. It's gotta be Roman Yossi. That's a ridiculous season. Both ends of the ice. The scoring is there. And just on a tougher team to do it on, too. Like, really lead that team. Colorado's pretty good. Okay. Sorry, what did you say? Kind of... <laughs> are you still are you still Kale? I lean towards McCarr. Um, his, if we're talking offense, they're basically identical. Um, I know Yossi has more points, but McCarr has played two less games. Say what you want about that. Um, it's hard. It's it's a really good race. Um, but man, those twenty-seven goals by McCarr. That it's, is, it is really tough. Yeah, like he's gonna, he's put up some ridiculous numbers, and like McCarr is gonna win a lot of Norris trophies. You can make the argument he should have won last year. You could probably make the argument he might win this year, and he's very well. If he won it this year, would anyone be upset? Probably not. Um, and McCarr, McCarr just got another point, um, so he's up to eighty-five. <laughs> and uh, by the way, just. Uh, I'm just going to throw this in here. Kirill Kaprizov just hit 100 points. He has a five-point game going right now, so that's my boy. Hey. Um, no way. Yeah. Or Does maybe really? not a five-point game, but um, I can pull it up. But he he hit the 100-point club. It is 6-2 wild. Yeah, he's he's carrying my fantasy team right now. Uh, one. He has a four-point game going. A three, goal on three four. assists. Yeah. Um, that's another sneaky... And a period player. to go, man. He's my guy. This is why, like, when we talked about him last year, I was so excited. It's because the, he, he's fucking really good. Um, getting back to Yossi Makar, um, they're both doing something that's incredible. They, they're both putting up numbers that we've really not seen from defensemen in a really long time. Um, it's hard to handicap it. It really, really is. I lean Makar because his defensive metrics – are a little bit better than Yossi's. And he does play with Devon Taves, which helps it because Devon Taves is one of the best two-way defensemen in the league. But like McCarr's holding his own defensively. A guy that people may have said, ah, he's not that great defensively. No, he's very solid defensively. And he like if if I were to say Kale McCarr is Colorado's best player, would anyone even argue it? Like, would you argue it? But any like I know there are people that say McKinnon. Like you can, you can uh, say, this year it's Makar for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you can say, yeah, it's Kel Makar. He's unbelievable. Um, yeah. Look, if Yossi wins, I won't be upset. If Makar wins, I won't be upset. Um, I still, I lean Makar. I love him. I, you know, even though he okay. broke my heart a couple years ago, he's really good. <laughs> can oh can God. we do something? The Norris race. There's three. Three, one wins, two runner-ups. Can we take one of the runner-ups and put it with the heart? Because there's like eight mean? guys that could win the heart. Just 
Oh yeah. And two people are gonna be in the running for the Norris. Like who else? Like that's it. I don't know. Give a little bit more acknowledgement to someone else on the heart side. Just take one of those votes. Just anyone? Just anyone. Oh, like Kaprizov. Yeah. Or someone else other than Kaprizov. No, like we talk about, like Matthews could win it, Kudrow, McDavid, uh, just Durkin, Hubert. Oh, no, for me, it's Kaprizov. The dude is like carrying the wild. Like, I didn't yeah. realize the numbers Matt Zuckerberg will put up this year. He's over a point per game, but I'm yeah. like, yeah. but does he do that without Kaprizov? Probably not. The dude's like next level good. Fifth round yeah. pick in 2015, man. Fifth round, and just... I know, and I know they had to wait for him, but like, holy shit, that's why this I'm dude, just like, saying, this is t- why. Just take, yeah, just this is why. Take a Norris, take a Norris position. Just move it to the heart. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gives yeah. a shit about who finishes third for the Norris. No, just okay, cool. So, yeah, it's uh no, but Capri's always been next level. Like I said, 100 points he had tonight. Huge second year, man. Second year, 100 points. Unbelievable. So good. What about you? Unreal. For what? Oh, like, like the fourth outsider heart? for the heart. Yeah. It's got to be Shesterkin. Like, I'm, I shit talked him so hard, and he fell off for two weeks. And you saw how bad the Rangers slumped for that two week period. And then, it's he did gotta the, be, and then he did the wave to the Penguins. It's got to be him. Yeah, he's been great. He's going to win the Vesna. No like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who finishes third. Like, it's so close. Yeah, like, can I say McDavid is the outside for the heart? <laughs> it's so funny because he's leading the league in points, like, or he's tied for the league lead. It's so funny that, like, quietly. we're not even talking about him. Oh, People man. are like, McDavid's having a down year. Everyone's so good this year. Someone said that, like, this year, like, replacement level. People, no, people are saying, like, this year, like, a replacement level player is, like, 30 goals, 60 points. With the way people are putting up numbers. That might be <laughs> right, man. It's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty hey, unbelievable. Speaking of points, like quickly, the Florida Panthers set the cap era goal record. So unbelievable! The fact that they beat the 2018-19 Lightning, who were stupid, their goal differential was 103. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous, man. Yeah, the Flames have a goal wish... differential of like 84, and then I'm like, well, that's really good. It's like really, really good. And then there's Florida at 103. <laughs> there's oh my god, they're ridiculous. There's three playoff teams. So we can wrap here, but there's three playoff teams who have yet to give up 200 goals. Can you name the three? I'm gonna say one is Calgary. One is Carolina. Correct. So I have both or one? Correct. Okay, so both. And you have. I don't think it's Florida. Oh, just... God, no. They're nowhere no. close. No, no, no. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of really good defensive teams. Stay in the East. 
They're in the East. It's not Tampa. No. Oh, the Rangers. There you go. Yeah, Got I was him. like, oh, wait, Shesterkin exists. Yeah, the Rangers. Yeah, yep, Shesterkin yeah. exists. Carolina has given up the least amount. Actually, yep, 192 against. And how many and of that is are all? Uh, 195. And the Rangers? 194. Ooh, so it's like very close. Yeah, that's wow. That's that's a good like trivia question. Shout out the Toronto Maple Leafs at 245 leading. Leading all playoff teams. Ooh, well, that's not good. <clears throat> anyway, um, I think we should. We're good. I think we're good. I think we covered a lot. I think today. we're good. I think we're good. The playoffs are soon. Uh, hopefully, we get Thomas back here next week because we're, we're really missing him. I really miss his, like, you know, ah, I'm not worried or, you know, the rants. Um, but he's been, he's been very busy um, <laughs> as of late. Do the, he's been doing a lot. So, um we're gonna wrap it there i think we did a good job um yeah that's a yeah anything left to add just before we take off here playoffs are right around the corner we tried we, we tried. tried we need thomas Thanks, to keep us on track a little bit yeah, but we tried. i know we, we go a little long when he's not here because thomas is always you know speed the fuck up guys but uh, we'll have him back here next week i promise um but anyway that is gonna do it for this one as always you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the burning leaf pod playoffs baby they're right around the corner and uh it's gonna be really fun so we will see you guys in the next one